Good evening. Welcome to the Oddly Podcast. Today is uh, December the 2nd, 2020. And today I am thinking about possibility that my article is probably not going to be um, printed um, by the Globe and Mail. There's a bit of a problem with the editor and um, I was told that they weren't going to publish it. I had previously presented my article to the Toronto Star and what I didn't know is that they published it already which I never knew about because otherwise I'd be very excited about it (laughs) and the editor was supposed to let well I thought it was supposed to let me know um, because this is my first time right but I guess he didn't, and he wrote, and he published it. And I really didn't know too much about it, so I can't really be excited about it. But when I heard that the Globe and Mail was going to publish it, we were doing all these drafts and stuff like that with it, and uh, then the Globe and Mail said they weren't going to, they weren't going to um, publish my article. So December the second, twenty twenty, I wrote this. Um, little thought thing for myself it says wow I needed to see this today so it's a little tiny Buddha um, by Laurie Deshane it says no matter how happy someone may seem they have moments when they question if they can go on no matter how confident someone may look there are times when you feel unsecure and unsure And no matter how strong someone may appear, they have days when they feel like they're falling apart. Never think for a moment you're alone with your struggles. You're not a mess, you're human. And I was thinking about that quote when I was going through my emotions um, with the possibility that my article is not gonna be published. And so I was reading that article and it was in the evening and I was upset and I was crying um, because I really wanted the article to be published for the children for, so that they're not forgotten. And that was just my passion. Um, so I had wrote this. I says, wow, I needed to see this today. Today was tough and realization sets in. You wonder how in one second everything can change. Assumptions should never be allowed. Tonight, I gave advice to someone based on the fact that this world is like a robot. People do their jobs without compassion. They don't stop to ask another human being if they are okay or can relate to a life experience, a human experience. This world becomes too technological. There is not enough love, compassion, empathy, care, thoughtfulness, and not enough time to truly see one another and see what 
that person is going through or stop and look up at the sky and see how blue it really is. Today was tough for me. I know tomorrow will be a new day, but some things you just can't get back. Besides, I really never look back. I will drink my tea now, and maybe you will not see me for a while, but eventually I will come back and cheer you up with my awesomeness. <laughs> or, or show you some food porn that I will post. LOL. And at least I got myself smiling. Sweet dreams. So that was the 2nd of December. On December the 4th, 2020, I wake up. It's a Friday. I say, good morning, happy Friday. I will always be this. And it's a, it reflects to a, a, a little message I've, I'm always searching for through like Pinterest or, or through my Instagram account. It says, note to self. Don't seek to be relevant, liked, or popular. Seek to be authentic. Seek to be compassionate. Seek to be a loving human being. So I say, I will always be this, which is the note to self. But I also got to protect myself from the evils in this world, disappointments and people who think about themselves only as they will never be who I have grown to be, a strong, independent, proud, caring, and foremost, lovable woman and a mother. So, so I say this in quotes, so if you're evil, stay away. <laughs> So, at this point, I am very excited because uh, the Globe and Mail has decided to publish my article online only, and it is titled, and, and it's published December the 5th, 2020, the, by the Globe and Mail online version. Opinion on the opinions page. The work to bring peace to the indigenous children lost in the residential school system isn't over. And this is written by me, Renelda Audley. The paper in my hand feels old and cold. That only makes sense since the brittle page has been sitting here in this secret air control space for 100 years. Here, time is frozen in history from a time when the children were taken from the only home they ever knew. When children were taken from their families, their parents, their sense of security, their whole world. I found myself in a strange chamber after I was hired and then fast-tracked into a six-month contract as a team rep with the Ontario government in December 2016. I was so excited. I got a job. I got a government job. Yay! But 
I didn't know really what I was in for. On our first day, we arrived at work at our workplace, which looked like a normal place of business with office desks. But beyond a set of double doors, there was a breathtakingly huge library where we can feel the sense of history amid the rows and rows and of thick century-old books lined on shelves two stories high. We were told by our manager at the time that we were not allowed to be alone in the air-controlled space, that we, w- we always had to go in with a partner, that no cell phones, cameras, or any technology were allowed. Then he told us why we were hired and what we were to do. We were going to be frontline workers effectively for the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, Recommendation 71. In its final report five years ago, the TRC found that at least 6,000 residential students, school students died in their school's care. But because not all chief coroners and provincial vital statistics agencies had released all death records, the expectations that there would be more. Recommendation 71 called for these death records to be released to the National Center for the Truth and Reconciliation. So our task was to scour the death records to locate the Indigenous children who had gone missing. My other co-workers were set were was set to work as if it was a race, getting it done as quickly as possible. But I was about wowed by the task. It felt like an honor. I knew I was going to be a part of history in the making. As I flipped through the pages, carefully through the pages of a book of death certificates, I felt the cool, crisp and delicate paper. Touching the pages helped me try to connect with how the people died, how the children died, when they were born, and how long they lived. At times, it was gruesome and disturbing. In the early 1900s, for instance, I read about the death of an entire family except the parents, whom all burned in a fire. It seemed so cruel. Then I came upon a death record that made my ears tear up. I saw a name that was all too familiar to me a boy named Preston Christopher Vaca. I knew him by his nickname, Boss. He was my cousin, my dad's sister's son, who I knew and played with when I was young. He died, I read, in Wraith, Ontario on June 18, 1974, at the age of five. Boss and his cousin died in a sudden fury explosion while trying to light a cigarette in a shed full of gasoline. On that day, For reasons unknown, I was not playing with him. As the story goes, according to my mother, my aunt went into a deep depression after Boss died. Life was never the same for her again. Boss was never in the residential school system, but it hammered home the heart that lay in these cold and old papers. Each of them had tragic stories of their own to tell. I I realized that all that's left of the missing Indigenous children are old and cold papers begging to be found. That's what they've become. These children sit in their secret location, never seeing the light of day. They are forgotten. They are still missing. They are frozen in time. 
When I was in that cold room, I felt like the children were calling out to me to be heard and rescued, like they wanted to go home, like they wanted to play and feel the warmth of the sun again. I felt the pages telling me life stories. I felt the pain and the emotion of each one. It was hard to think about how the only world that they have known, that had loved them, that had cared for them, that provided for them, it's all gone. A mother's touch, being tucked into bed, the lessons of a father, the goodnight kisses, these things so many of us take for, for granted, all lost. I sensed that their worlds were dark at their residential schools and that they were still, they were still scared, frightened and lonely. From the old and cold papers, I hear them asking, where's my mom and where's my dad? They're crying, but no one cuddles them. They're hurt, but no one is there to help them. I feel my passion for this project even now, four years later. I feel the tears falling down my face again as I write. I really wish I could have helped them more. We should have done something, anything. By the end of my six-month contract, we had gone through and identified more than 30,000 death records in the age range we were looking for. This doesn't mean they were all Indigenous children, but they were children. Some of those children didn't even have names, and in particular, the Indigenous children that could, have, could be among them, whose voices were ripped from them, deserved to be remembered in all their essence. They deserved to be celebrated. They deserved to be acknowledged. They've had enough darkness. I left that job knowing that it was an experience I would never forget and always carry with me. The other night I had a dream and that felt real. In the dream I saw a huge long memorial wall shining in the sun. When I got to it, I saw that it was engraved with the names of the ch forgotten, the missing Indigenous children. I became filled by feeling that the children were once again happy, that they were free that they could feel the wind and the warmth of the sun again. I felt them smiling at me, and I was comforted. That was my article. By the Globe and Mail, dated December 5th, 2020. <sighs> Quite the... Um, the podcast but I wanted to share that with you my little experience with my very first article thank you have a good night